celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this almost Friday, Thursday show, November 11, 2021. 11112021. November 11th. It is Veterans Day. Yes, sir, it certainly is. Parades, memorials, respect, salute, etc. We welcome you to the Race Day Show for this Veterans Day 2021. And right off the top, we want to remind everybody that the reason why and the, yeah, the reason why you're listening right now, the reason why I can be here right now is because of all of the great veterans out there who have fought for our freedom in this country since its inception. And so on Memorial Day, when we honor all of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice of their lives defending our country and our armed forces. And, of course, Fourth of July when we, uh, you know, celebrate our independence. Today, Veterans Day, is the day that we salute and honor all veterans, whether they have given their lives for our country or the ones that are handicapped, fighting for our country or the ones that are out there right now today either listening or participating in daily activities today. All veterans of all armed forces are honored today on this Veterans Day. Put your flag out and if you see a veteran any time today as you're walking through your path of life today, You can salute them if you have also been in the armed forces, but we all, all of us should thank them. Now, I know uh, a lot of uh, the uh, casinos out here, especially uh, some of our sponsors, in fact, both of our sponsors are honoring the veterans uh, with uh, uh, a free meal out of their properties today, etc. The least that we can all do. But on this day... Please, please, please remember our veterans. Very important. We honor them. We should always respect them. And we should always help them in every way we can. And continue to give them the dignity of being a veteran. So we salute our veterans today. It is Veterans Day. I know that uh, some of these traditional holidays that we've had over the years uh, and certainly over the recent years have kind of been watered down. Some of them are pseudo-holidays. You know, some things uh, are like uh, the mail might come and the may not come. But today you're not getting the mail. Today we're honoring our veterans, period, case closed. So we salute our veterans today on this Veterans Day 2021. We welcome you to the show. Beautiful day in our neighborhood here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from these studios and over the Airway Sports Talk, 1400 AM. A little choked up there. 
Uh, sun is shining, sky is blue, ground is dry. Beautiful day here in Vegas. And, of course, uh, we start out uh, the day here in Las Vegas. By the way, the, the temperature is really neat. I mean, it's, this is we're living big at uh, this time of the year. 59 degrees outside. Come on. A little bit after 7 o'clock here, 59 degrees. We're going to get up to 79 today. Check out the weekend. How about this? The weekend, we're going to start in the mid-50s, and we're going to climb to 80 to 81 over the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with the sun shining and the sky is blue. So a great time to get out there and enjoy an outside activity and, of course, honoring our veterans in in the way we should. Okay. Enough said. Now we move on to the race day show for this uh, Thursday. It is opening day today at Aqueduct Racetrack in New York. The Big A, as they call it in New York. We used to call it the Big A there. Mostly sunny, 45 degrees on this uh, Veterans Day in New York, where they have, of course, the big Veterans Day parade. We have one here in Las Vegas as well, you know. You might want to check it out, the Veterans Day parade here. But uh, mostly sunny there in New York, 45 degrees. Track fest in the uh, outer and inner turf courses firm. You remember that uh, I refreshed my memory of the brain cells that died on that one. Uh, that uh, the inner uh, all-weather racetrack that they have at Aqueduct was replaced several years ago with an inner turf course. And now the main track, the one main track they have there, the outer turf, uh, the outer racetrack, is uh, composed of uh, the material that uh, the inner track was for the wintertime. So it's a weatherized but organic dirt track at uh, Aqueduct, the outside, the main track, which is fast. The inner turf course and the outer turf course now. Two turf courses here, both labeled firm. And you have six turf races on today's card at Aqueduct on this opening day because they got to use that turf course in the first couple of weeks before you get into the deep freeze of the wintertime out there, right? So today, uh, the inner turf course will host the first, fifth, and eighth races. And the outer turf course will host the third, sixth, and ninth races on the card at Aqueduct, and uh, they only have uh, nine races on the card. So six of them are on the turf today at Aqueduct. And it's, we're so glad it's mostly sunny out there today, that's for sure. But that's how they'll start this opening day at Aqueduct Racetrack, the Big A. Um, coming up this weekend, uh, Aqueduct will uh, host the Artie Schiller on Saturday. And they will host the Winter Memories on Sunday. And, of course, we will continue with the Fall Meet at uh, Del Mar that starts tomorrow. Um, It's really nice to see that the Jockeys Guild and the racetracks are getting together to honor uh, Miguel Mena. You know, this jockey uh, was... uh, Tragically killed on the uh, 31st on Halloween Day in a vehicular accident in Louisville, Kentucky. He was, I mean, he was just well-liked by all of his peers and any of the racetracks that he went to to ride. They just uh, loved him there. Uh, Very professional, ethical, uh, but uh, cut short by this tragic accident. His nickname was Cholo. And uh, so on November 13th, now that's November 13th, of course, that'll be um, on Saturday, two days from now. Jockeys across the country will be wearing black armbands emblazoned with his nickname Cholo on them. And uh, the Jockeys Guild president and CEO, Terry Meeks, said that Miguel was a longtime member of the Jockeys Guild and a valued member of each and every jockey colony where he rode. We hope this shows support and affection that will bring to some comfort to his immediate family, his wife, April, and daughters, Nella and uh, Montserrat, as well as his many friends throughout the racing industry. So when you see black armbands with cholo on them, on the jockeys across the country on Saturday, you'll know what that means. A um, couple other things, though. We were talking about the two Japanese horses that won in the Breeders' Cup and how the Breeders' Cup races were, uh, you know, 
televised to Japan, and Japan had uh, their own betting pool on it. Uh, we all know <laughs> the betting in Japan. Those folks like their gambling. The separate pool wagering on the five Breeders' Cup races offered in Japan. Now, remember, they didn't offer all of them. They just offered the five that had Japanese interests in them. So separate pool wagering on five Breeders' Cup races offered in Japan and Hong Kong on Saturday totaled approximately $14.8 million in handle. This is just on five races of the Breeders' Cup and uh, as an introduction. With the two Japanese horses winning, well, with uh, two Japanese horses winning two races, there were more than just two, but, I mean, they won two races, Breeders' Cup races. You know this thing is going to be real popular next year, and they're going to be expanding the availability in Japan and Hong Kong to bet on these races. So that was it was all good for the uh, Breeders' Cup, all good for the Breeders' Cup this year, not only breaking handles here in the United States, but, boy, we opened up a market there with Japan and Hong Kong, didn't we? $14.8 million, five races. <laughs> uh, by the way, Belmont Park, their fall meet, they were up nearly 20% over last year. And remember, you know, we were talking about um, paramutual betting, et cetera, from one year to the uh, next, and everybody's saying, well, you can't compare it to a pandemic year. Yes, you can, because although... Uh, people could not go to the races. They were certainly betting the races because through technology, through the uh, uh, the uh, phone apps, uh, websites, um, and certainly um, you know the uh, the TV networks. So you can compare it. So all source handle for the recently conducted Belmont Fall Meeting: three hundred twenty million seven forty six seven forty nine represented 19.7% increase from 2020 and a 16.6 increase over the 2019 meet. So people are out there getting rejuvenated. This this sport is getting rejuvenated as far as the bottom line gambling is concerned. Now, there we, we all know there's problems here with uh, f- filling fields at racetracks, etc., but you put, put together good cards and folks are gambling on them. That's for sure. So that's good news. And uh, a quick note about uh, apprentice Jessica Pfeiffer. Uh, she is going to, uh, her bug, her apprentice allowance will be up on Sunday. And uh, the 23-year-old college graduate will begin racing with that uh, without that five-pound allowance come Sunday. So there you have it. One final note. A horse that uh, won one of the... Um, uh, won the Empire Classic on the New York uh, Showcase Day, American Revolution. This horse got a 108 buyer figure in that day in winning the Empire Classic on October 30th. And uh, trainer Todd Pletcher said this one's under strong consideration to come back in the grade one $750,000 cigar mile on December 4th. So we might have uh, like a really neat New York bread jumping in and doing that stuff. All right, enough. Uh, we got to get going with our show because, well, like I said, it's opening day at Aqueduct. So we got uh, handicappers Jonathan Hardoon and Jerry Jackwitz who will give us a little insight on how maybe uh, different ways of handicapping a different racetrack. We'll wait and see. Maybe it's just uh, business as usual. We'll get it from them and picks from them as well on this opening day at Aqueduct. Hey, Tommy Mass is with us. Woodbine's running today. So uh, we salute our veterans on this Veterans Day. We salute our veterans every day, but this is their special day. Remember that when you're out there. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty, time to get started. We're going to get you to the menu because uh, I got handicappers standing by because we got to find out what, what the heck is happening at Aqueduct, right? Come on. Us veterans. Well, not me personally. I did not serve in the armed forces. But our veterans, along with the veterans of horse racing, the players, which I am, we want uh, we want some winners on this Veterans Day. So here we go. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook. Simulcast centers racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. Uh, which is where we're at here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all this stuff from the uh, studios, airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. So these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. Now, if you're listening on the Internet at our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, your, your smartphones, you know, those iPhones and Androids with your KSHP phone apps, so you can get at your phone app store so you can hear us now, 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 now. Or podcasting, however you get your podcasts, we're there as well. Simply put, however, wherever, whenever you get us. First post time Pacific, not in the Pacific time zone. Adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything like uh, I miss mom and dad. Okay? Here's your menu for today. We begin, we begin with Finger Lakes in upstate New York. Yes, we do. Finger Lakes. Uh, by the way, are you ready? Uh-huh. All right, okay. Just checking. Finger Lakes. Eight races today. First post time is 9.15. 9.15 at uh, Finger Lakes today. And uh, they don't have any carryovers. There you go. All right, Aqueduct, the big A. Starts out its long run through uh, the uh, fall, wintertime, et cetera, et cetera. Opening day at Aqueduct, nine races. You know there's six turf races. We already told you about that of the nine. Uh, no feature race today, but I can tell you this. First post time at Aqueduct is 920, N-I-N-E, 9:20 Pacific time. Then we have Laurel Park. Laurel Park is next. They have nine races down there in Maryland. And first post time at Laurel Park with a small pick six jackpot carryover of 863 bucks. Nine races, first post time, 925. Next comes Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream in Florida, by the way. Let's uh, just check out the weather because we know it's nice in New York. And uh, except for a big swath of uh, bad weather going through the Midwest from the Great Lakes area north in Canada right down to the Gulf Coast, everything else is pretty clear. So we're in good shape here with Gulfstream Park. They have a, you got to check this out now. They have a regular pick five carryover at Gulfstream today. A regular pick five now. $47,524 in addition to their pick six rainbow jackpot carryover of $289,549. Yeah, first post time Gulfstream, eight races, 9.30. All right, next comes Woodbine, north of the border. Tommy will be with us, hopefully in moments. Eight races today at Woodbine, super high five jackpot carryover, $66,237. That's their super high five jackpot carryover at Woodbine today. And their first post time at Woodbine for eight races, 9.55. Delta Downs still running all in the daytime right now. Delta Downs has nine races. Their first post time is 10.55. Turf Paradise, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, they're running at Turf Paradise now. 
Eight races, all thoroughbred races. First post time, 11.40 today at Turf Paradise. 11.40 at Turf Paradise today for their eight-race card. Then you got Charlestown. Charlestown has eight races. Their first post time is, as usual, at 4 p.m. Pick six jackpot carryover, $9,218. Post time for the eight races, 4 p.m. And then Remington Park wraps it up. Remington, nine races, first post time, 5.05. That's the menu for today. There you have it. There it is. All right, now let's go to Jonathan Hardoon, who's getting over jet lag. He's getting over time changes. He's getting over the Breeders' Cup and all the fun he had here in Vegas. He's got his uh, sea legs back, and uh, good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. And the weather is fine here. I know the weather is fine there. We start the Big A Aqueduct today. And uh, just setting it up, Aqueduct's main track, which is now the all-weather track, is a mile and one-eighth in circumference, correct? Correct. Seven furlongs a mile are all one turn in Saratoga. And then you I have... I mean, Aqueduct. <laughs> okay. And then in the, in the you have an out, outer turf course, and the inner turf course was the old all-weather track, is now the second of uh, two turf courses there at Aqueduct. And they run turf races for, what, the first month before it gets real cold? Yeah, till the middle of December, hopefully, you know, depending on how the weather plays, they're going to run as long as possible before they bring it back uh, probably in April sometime. Now, with a mile and one-eighth circumference, uh, there could be a, a handicapping idiosyncrasies there, ba- uh, different from the regular uh, principles of handicapping. What might they be if there are any? Well, Belmont certainly is completely different than Aqueduct. Aqueduct's a lot more like Saratoga, I would say, because, you know, mile and eighth at Belmont is one turn, where at uh, Saratoga and Aqueduct, it's two turns. Uh Same thing for the turf course. The turf course at Belmont, a mile would be one turn with like a little bit of an elbow, where Aqueduct, it's two turns. You know, it's it's a much sharper turns, completely different layout. Aqueduct's a lot more like Saratoga. All right, and uh, there are a lot of racetracks, some of them, like, uh, depending, of course, you know, it's how the track is playing, uh, you know, how it's set up, whether it's uh, favoring speed or favoring a horse that's coming from off the pace. But usually, most of the uh, sprint races, uh, especially on the grass in, in California at Santa Anita, you don't want to be down on the rail. Is there there is there a, a post-position uh, situation like that when you're talking about aquatic on regular races? Well, at a mile and at seven furlongs on the main track, you, you you know you would always prefer being outside, drawing outside as you know as opposed to being bogged down inside because you're coming sort of it's kind of built on a bank where if you're down inside you're running uphill, where if you're drawn outside you're kind of running downhill. So I think it's a big advantage to be outside at a mile and seven furlongs. Uh, at Aqueduct on the main track. All right. We got to remind everybody, too, out there, sometimes they don't realize it, but there are crowns on the racetracks. At most racetracks, right. there's a crown because uh, they put that crown there. So when uh, you get off uh, tracks or rain, et cetera, it's easier to drain. That's for sure. It drains to the rail. And when you get to the crown uh, in the middle of the racetrack, then it'll, it'll, when it starts uh, banking uh, towards the outside, it'll start draining to the outside, and, and that's what they have that there for. Okay, so we all, got all all time handicap is at Aqueduct. We'll remember a jockey named Bobby Ussery. Oh, please. And, uh, okay, so they used to have Ussery's Alley. Yep. If you remember at Aqueduct, he would go up the hill, kind of, and come. You know, when they were turning for home, he would use it as a bank and open up five lengths uh, right. turning for home, and they would have to come and get him. If I get... uh, not that many people don't use it anymore, but there still are some jocks that use it, and it was called Ussery's Alley. Right. Now, Bobby Ussery, of course, is, uh, well, during my time and yours when we were young playing the races, but Bobby Ussery used to take the horse off a little bit from the rail and hit that top right. of the crown and then kind of make a sharp left turn and cut across a portion of the turn. And doing that cut across went from, like, just clearing the field by a length or so, and all of a sudden he had two lengths on the field. He would use it as a slingshot. Yeah, He would yeah. put a slingshot off the turn and, and open up. Yeah, they, they don't do that anymore, but uh, some guys still do it, and it still works for people that do do it. So. 
Okay, so we got kind of the idiosyncrasies there and some of the uh, jockeys that may, um, you know, uh, apply different kind of riding tactics on the, uh, the circumference there at Aqueduct. Uh, and the turf races, I would imagine the outer and inner turf courses, uh, any idiosyncrasies there that you noticed? Well, you always want to try to be inside because, again, the, the turns are sharper at Aqueduct on the turf course. It's, again, like Saratoga. You have one turf course built right outside the other, and uh, they're just a circle around. It's not like Belmont where you have a chute and you kind of run in, again, where a mile is one turn with a little bit of an elbow. So uh-huh. it's completely different. All righty. Well, I just wanted folks out there with the opening of Aqueduct to get some insight from both you and Jerry Jackowitz about if there are any idiosyncrasies uh, in the composition of the racetrack that we should know that we could apply to our uh, basic handicapping principles. And now that we've done that, we'll uh, just rely on you uh, to put it all together and give us a couple of winners. Okay, Ralph. Well, let's look at the third race first. This is a mile on the wide or the outer turf course, they call it here. Uh-huh. And it's a full field. And I like the number two horse in here, Blue Atlas. This is a six-year-old mare from the Horatio de Paz barn. Jose Ortiz aboard to right. She's listed at six to one on the morning line. She makes a fourth start of the year. Last year, she only had three starts. Coming back on a short layoff. Uh, this horse is in top form now at the age of six. I like number two, Blue Atlas, to upset and win today's third race out at Aqueduct. All right, third race at Aqueduct today on the outer turf course at a mile. Uh, this will be a one-turn mile. Uh, no, it's two, two turns. turns. Okay. All the, grass, right. All the grass courses then play two turns with the uh, longer distances. Okay, so exactly one mile, two turns, outer turf course. The two blue Atlas, Jose Ortiz aboard. The two in the third is the first of. Uh, I'm going to grab two two plays out of you, Jonathan. But let me let me uh, also ask you this. Now we got the top jockeys, Castellano or the Ortiz brothers, etc. They all will vacate to go down to warmer weather in Florida at Gulfstream. And when do they uh, do that? When the uh, winter meet, when the championship meet at Gulfstream opens sometime in December, right. you're going to lose everybody. You know, Velasquez, Castellano, Rose, Rosario. Like mm-hmm. you said, they're all they all go south with the birds. They <laughs> they fly south. But that gives an opportunity for guys like Lascano and Davis and and usually and Trevor McCarthy yeah. and all those guys. That's yeah, Dylan Davis. You know, that's their opportunity uh, to make some money and to establish themselves. Or even uh, when they come back in the spring, these other riders. You know, if these other guys are doing well, usually trainers keep them on the horses for a while until yeah. they decide to make a, a switch. But at least it gives a smaller guy an opportunity, and uh, that's important. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Kendrick Carmouche stay there last uh, winter and had a and yes, had he a hell was, of a I meet? Yes, he was, the leading rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's exactly it. It's for guys, you know, that aren't uh, top name, but certainly capable, and, and they get an opportunity. Same thing with Barnes, Ralph. The smaller Barnes stay here. Yeah. They don't go to Florida, and it gives them an opportunity as well. That's a, that's a good thing, I think. That's for sure. Can you give me another yeah, winner? Can you give me, give me another winner real quick? Sure. Let's go to the eighth race, a mile and eighth on the uh, turf course. I guess this is the inner. I like the number eight horse in here, Regal Speaker, four-year-old call from the Danny Gargan barn. Ran a huge figure last time out. He's been freshened up since that race. Jose Lascano aboard to ride. Four to one on the morning line. Number eight, Regal Speaker wins today's eighth race out at Aqueduct. Eighth race at Aqueduct, number eight. Easy to remember, the eight in the eighth race, Regal Speaker. That's Jonathan Nardoon's bonus play for us at Aqueduct today. Uh, number eight in the eighth race. And uh, Jose Lascano aboard, who is having a very, very solid good meet. And he's kind of like under the radar but this guy is having a good meet, a, a good year there in New York, isn't he? Yeah, he's been for a couple of years, Ralph. He could ride with anybody. Yes, you know, he can. All he needs is the opportunity, and like a lot of other riders, you get the opportunity, you're going to win races, and uh, he's certainly getting the opportunity now. All right. Uh, now, if they want the rest of this stuff today at Aqueduct or anything they else that you have to, to website. Uh, tell us what you're doing today. Uh, today we have Churchill and Aqueduct uh-huh. at J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. And I don't want to, you know, um, you know, just uh, completely ignore Churchill. They're having, a, uh, you know, they, this is a really neat meet down there. We horse players uh, here in town just wish that they get together and, and solve their 
uh, impasse with uh, the contracts to allow us to simulcast bet it there. But, you know, we have listeners, of course, worldwide on our show. So I want to remind everybody out there that our handicappers do do good work there at Churchill as well. And you have a church uh, sheet out there for today, right? Right. By the way, Ralph, Ascension Quality officially retired. Nick yeah. Scott will be running in the Pegasus and then be retired to Taylor May. All right. So now we've got uh, Ascension Quality retired. Nick Scott's got one more shot in the Pegasus World Cup. And if we can get a commitment in life is good in that same race, we're going to have one hell of a horse race. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes, we will. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. All right, Ralphie. Stay safe. Be well. We'll be back on this Veterans Day. Salute your veterans. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas on this Veterans Day 2021. And, you know, uh, when we're talking about veterans, we're talking about the veterans, of course, uh, mostly for the, uh, the, the world wars that we've been in. And we've had a lot of, um, you know, um, other countries that were our allies that fought along with us. And uh, Canada is one of them. And, and we go up to uh, Canada right now where Tommy Masses is standing by. Tommy, uh, they celebrate Veterans Day up there and they call it something different, right? Yeah, it's Remembrance Day. Uh, uh, they, the, our legion sell poppies and uh-huh. we wear poppies yeah. uh, for a couple of weeks, and we take them off today. So it's a real big thing here. It's just just as big as it is in your country, and it should be. It should be, right. I mean, we uh, honor veterans uh, all over the world that stood together to, to wipe out the evil, et cetera, in uh, in. Guaranteeing our way of life the way it is now, so we should we should really celebrate and respect and honor them every day. But today is a special day that they do that. So uh, we want to uh, salute all of the uh, veterans up there north of the border as well, and the veterans of horse racing, which uh, we are part of. And uh, Tommy, uh, what's going on today at Woodbine? Uh, it's going to be a nice day, nice sunny day. You know, above seasonal, probably about about. High 50, so it's a beautiful day for as as we can possibly hope for this time of the year here. Well, we, when we last talked, uh, you know, you had the Ontario uh, Jockey Club on uh, Sunday, where Pink Lloyd won again, paying three dollars and ten cents, outrunning Super Hot, and told it all. So he just he's like the Energizer Bunny, he just keeps going and going and going and going. You gave us a couple of horses. One came home and won and paid $18.90 in the form of perfect play, which was just that in the fifth on Sunday. Yeah, one for 59, Jock, and you called it. He'll be two for 60, he said. <laughs> yeah, the announcer said that too, didn't he? Yeah, no, they, uh, even the, the on-air guys were, yeah. you know, they couldn't remember him, why he was a bug or not a bug. and. <laughs> Well, he got I did it. My homework. He got. <laughs> I he, wish I didn't. He got it done, and I can tell you that he he probably celebrated that win a lot more hearty than most jockeys celebrating wins there. Yeah, his previous win was at you know 2018 on a B track in Western Canada, so uh, this has got to mean a lot to him. Yeah, it certainly does. That's for sure. It was his Kentucky Derby uh, on Sunday for sure. All right, so uh, who's hot and who's not there, man? Steve Jabu is hot, and I'm hot, that's for sure. Yes, you are. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you know, that's 16. Yeah, that's 16. Our, uh, leading jock, Kimura, I think he's got two more days to go on his suspension. Uh-huh, yeah. So, you know, but it's, it's the regular guys, and everything is, you know, everything is going according to plan. And, and I really love the fact that there's no turf racing, believe it or not. Yeah, well, hey, you're right, there isn't. There are, although, three races for two-year-olds today, and I guess, uh, you know, at this time of the year, we're trying to get the, the two-year-olds that haven't broke their maiden yet to do so. So you have three uh, maiden races for two, maiden claiming races for two-year-olds today, uh, two, uh, all three for uh, two-year-old fillies. 
Yeah, and it's even harder with the short meet to find races for winners. So yeah, I think we got a couple of those on the weekend. So well, and uh, a couple of nice stakes this weekend too. So well, yeah, you've got the um, uh, Bess Arabian, a Grade Two, and the Maple Leaf, a Grade Three, and that uh, happens on Saturday. And then you come back with the Autumn Stakes, another Grade Two on Sunday. So yeah, you got some really nice uh, stakes races. And are, are you looking forward to any of the participants in those? Uh, nah, not really. You know, the, these are races, uh, you know, I grew up with a, the Philly Bus Arabian. And, yeah. you know, but the Maple Leaf and the Autumn were races that I grew up loving. Yeah. The Autumn used to be at, a, at another track called Greenwood in the east end of the town, you know, and it was at the end of the year. So they, they bring back fond memories. Well, I can tell you, Bus Arabian, I remember, she was one heck of a race mare. Yep, Michael Doyle trained her, Eaton yeah. Hall Farm. What, what a monster she was. Yep, that's for sure. All right, time to get to work. We're going to keep on our hot streak with you. We're going to ride you out, buddy. What do you got today? Okay, uh, race number two, uh, number seven, see me a laugh. You know, she got a perfect pace set up for her closing run in this race. So, you know, I'm not a eh, – I shouldn't say nothing, but let's just hope the jock gets a good trip. Are <laughs> right, you going to stay politically correct today, huh? Yeah, he's old enough. He probably served somewhere, so I got to be nice. <laughs> okay, in the second race, number seven, uh, Samia Laugh. Uh, Samia Laugh, the seven horse in the second race, is Tommy's first pick. Where are we going with a long shot? Uh, no, no long shot yet. Okay. But race six, uh, number nine, Majestic Horizon. You know, here's a horse that totally missed the start. Was running sideways through the lane, and uh-huh. you know, second time out should be. You know, this horse should be the chalk in here. Uh, hopefully we get 3-4 to 1, but I really like Majestic Horizon in the sixth race. And that is one of the maiden races for two-year-old uh, fillies, a maiden claiming race, the sixth race, number nine, Majestic Horizon, the nine in the sixth. So we have uh, the second race, number seven, the sixth race, number nine, reminding everybody out there that uh, you also have a nice little uh, super high five carryover going there today of $66,237, not too shabby in the eighth and final with a full field there going five and a half furlongs. And, of course, we'll yeah. uh, uh, pay attention and uh, take a look at the fields as they uh, they line up uh, for the uh, big graded stakes races this weekend at Woodbine. Okay, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, you got it, my man. Yeah, we're going to try to we're gonna try to keep that hot streak going with Tommy. Caught fire with that $60 horse. He ain't looked back. We love it. We continue to salute our veterans. Remember the veterans, no matter where they are in the world. Honor them today. Honor them every day, but salute them today. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty. Be waiting a little bit on uh, Mr. Jackowitz for today's uh, selections off of the power page at Aqueduct on this opening day there. I want to remind you that uh, we gave John Lindo the uh, day off and uh, take care of uh, some biz there. On his uh, trip here in Las Vegas, you know, everything can start stacking up when you take a couple of days off and then get back to the office and all those piles of mail sitting there. Uh, real quick, here's a tally of how the jockeys fared in the uh, the Breeders' Cup. First of all, I read Ortiz Jr. 
He won the uh, Bill Shoemaker Award as the Breeders' Cup Outstanding Jockey for the fourth straight year. He's won the Bill Shoemaker Award there. Won three Breeders' Cup races. He won the Dirt Mile with Life is Good and uh, the Juvenile Turf Sprint with Twilight Gleaming. You remember busting out a gate and going wire to wire on that thing. And uh, the uh, uh, Turf Sprint, he won the Juvenile Turf Sprint, and then he won the Turf Sprint aboard Golden Pal. So he had 11 bounce uh, throughout the Breeders' Cup. His brother, uh, Jose, also had a successful Breeders' Cup, won, uh, scored two upset wins. He won on Pizza, Pizza Bianca, that amazing trip he got in the juvenile fillies, and on Aloha West, the closest photo finish in the entire Breeders' Cup in winning the sprint by a hair. Joel Rosario had 12 mounts in the Breeders' Cup and scored in the feature race, of course, aboard Nick's Go. He was also uh, the rider of Echo Zulu in the uh, Juvenile Phillies. Both those races, easy wins for Rosario there. William Buick, Buick, he was the man aboard several of the top European invaders. And, of course, uh, he was in the Irons on Modern Games, the controversial uh, purse money only winner in the Juvenile Turf. And, of course, he won with Space Blue in the Mile and uh, Yiber in the uh, Turf. So this guy won three. Uh, races, uh, Breeders' Cup races. Mike Smith, the big money Mike, came through on the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, winning with uh, Corniche, going uh, gate to wire from the outside post. He also rode Art Collector in the uh, Classic uh, that finished uh, off the board. Osin Murphy rode four foreign shippers through the Breeders' Cup, scoring an upset with uh, Marsh Lorraine in the uh, distaff for the uh, Japanese, the first Japanese winner. Yuga Kawada the Japanese jockey had three mounts, and he won the Philly and Mare Turf aboard Love's one, uh, Love's only one, only you, Love's only you, in winning the uh, Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf. Victor Espinosa had two mounts, and he won the Breeders' Cup uh, Philly Mare Sprint in an upset with Cece. You remember that? Flavian Pratt rode ten horses. Best finish was the second aboard Doctor Cheval. John Velasquez finished second on Medina Spirit. Ryan Moore finished second in the Juvenile Phillies turf. Luis Saez rode in seven races, finishing third with essential quality. Tyler Gaffleone ran third in the Juvenile Phillies turf. And Florent Garreau had also had uh, six mounts. Uh, Tyler Gaffleone and uh, Garreau had six mounts. And Garreau had uh, his best finish uh, second in the Juvenile Phillies. So the, uh, those, that's the tally for the jockeys there in the uh, Breeders' Cup. Uh, man. Ired Ortiz Jr. winning the Bill Shoemaker Award for the fourth straight year. <laughs> All right, uh, Jerry Jackowitz, good morning. Good morning, Ralphie. Isn't that a uh, big surprise there, though? Del Mar, his home track, uh, Flavian Pratt, <laughs> rode 10 Breeders' Cup races and uh, didn't win any of them. Yeah, well, it shows you it's not, the, it's not when it's really all about the horse, especially when all of the horses are ridden by really all really good jockeys so. all right now i asked uh jonathan hardoon earlier on the show when we get to aqueduct it's a mile and one eighth in circumference the main track with the two turf courses inside correct uh, if there are any uh idiosyncrasies to handicapping on that track outside of the basic uh handicapping principles when you get to aqueduct okay so what did jonathan say um well i, I want to hear what you have to say you've already said it well, you know, the, the, the first thing about the aqueduct main track, <clears throat> historically, when you're in the chute, you're going seven furlongs or you're going a mile, uh-huh. the inside posts are a little bit of a challenge. They're a little harder to win from. And I've always thought that's because of the tilt of the track and the horses that are sort of out in the three or four path in the early part of the race, they come downhill. So uh, later on, you know, maybe after going um, three sixteenths to three eighths of a mile, they get a kind of a nice run. They're coming off the crown of the track, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's somewhat more difficult from the one and two posts when you're in the chute. Keep that in mind. And, uh, and when you're going a mile, and I don't know if he mentioned that. If you're going a mile and an eighth, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Jonathan will say pretty much the same thing that I'm saying. But he did. If you're yeah. going a mile and an eighth, and you're in those outside, it, it doesn't really matter if it's. Uh, a seven-horse race or a 12-horse race, the outside posts or even two posts mm-hmm. when you go a mile and eighth are, are more challenging because the run-up to the turn is a little bit short, and horses tend to get spun out in that first turn. It's just hard to overcome. 
And Jonathan, uh, almost you're reiterating almost everything that Jonathan said. So you guys are right on top of it. What else? Well, you know, we used to we used to handicap uh, in the same room with the same people around us, with the same ideas flowing all around. We were from the same time period, it's, yeah. uh, and we've seen it. And Jonathan and I have seen it. The inner turf course, uh-huh. uh, the outside post positions have a more difficult. On the inner turf course, the outside post positions are more challenged. Uh, so that's something. But that's obvious. I mean, it's fairly obvious uh, stuff there. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it may be obvious to you guys right. who are in the same okay. room over and over, but it's uh, nice for our uh, handicappers and listeners out there. By the uh, way, the... we didn't handicap together. We, you know, we right. I, I understand. Each other. Yeah, we're right. just in the you – know, like everybody goes to the track, and they, they sit in a certain area, and they have people right. around them that they see every day. Right. But uh, it's important for the folks, especially on this opening day at Aqueduct, that don't normally play that and want to play that today, to incorporate right. some of these uh, things uh, as fantastic. well. It's a fantastic place to play horses. It's a great racetrack. Um, you know, but was it two years ago they changed the composition of the main track uh-huh. so that it's essentially winterized all the time. So that's right. They used to have the inner dirt track, which you were referring to the other day, and mm-hmm. it's no longer there. Um, and the, I, I'm, I assume it's because they have a similar kind of makeup. I know they said they brought in all sorts of limestone to the lime or limestone to put into the track to make it winterize. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, tons and tons, like 100 tons of some huge Well, amount. let me ask you this then. Today, obviously, it doesn't uh, really matter because it's uh, 45 degrees. The track is fast there. But as it gets cold and as it gets to the freezing and they're running out there, uh, does uh, the composition there, therefore, uh, keep the track uh, in the same uh, condition as it is when it's like a day like today does the chemicals work as far as you know when it gets colder do speed horses have more of a uh, an opportunity to win etc cetera, et cetera. does the the temperature there uh with the racetrack uh have different biases well you know I, I, it's only a couple of years now that we're on this new surface so uh-huh. uh, but but Historically, mm-hmm. um, the inner dirt track, the old inner dirt track, which I think has a very similar composition to this track, if not exactly the same, right. um, had fantastic form. The colder the weather, it, it didn't matter how cold it got. The form, the form on the horses held up fantastically well. Oh, I see. And okay. I thought it was a fantastic place to to, to uh, bet. The thing about the old inner dirt track, it had a very tight turn, mm-hmm. and it, horses that could, um, who could get to the inside, who could run turns real well, had a big advantage over horses that were sort of bigger. Right. That's that doesn't exist today on this on this track. This track is a big, swooping turn, mm-hmm. not quite as swooping as the Belmont turn, but it's really big. As much, it's much. When you see, it, it's much bigger than say Del Mar or Santa Anita. It's it's comparatively huge okay and um so that that kind of advantage doesn't exist bigger horses who couldn't handle turns had a little bit of trouble with the aqueduct inner dirt track yeah not so here they're going to be fine okay okay well the power pages for today at aqueduct on this opening day available right now at the station casinos free of charges get there and get the power pages and when jerry last gave us horses he uh, connected at del mar on sunday with the last race winner, Cabo Spirit, paying 820, so we give you a win there. And uh, you had a winner at uh, Belmont on its closing day on Sunday with the uh, split then double that paid uh, $6.50 to win and connected with the uh, the link ups, the, the exacta for a buck paid $10.30, and the 50 cent trifecta paid sixty three seventy. So uh, you, like Tommy Masses, is running hot for us right now, and we're going to keep it going. Okay, let's see what we can do. Uh, I'm going to give you two plays today. Uh, Today is uh, Veterans Day, right? It certainly is, so salute the veterans and tell them thank you when you see them. That's correct. So this this extra play is for them. Okay. If you're not a veteran, you can't play it. Only they can. They're the only ones. Well, how about if you're a veteran of, of, of horse betting? That's always, there are, we're all veterans. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, let's go to race number seven for right. the first play today. Okay. Um, the five-horse, 12th man, has a nice look. It's a little low. I don't usually give out too many two-to-one shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to give this one out because I like the turns. I like the exotics here. And I love the five. I think he's going uh, to win for Michelle Nevin. I like the five over the one, two, six, and eight. 
I'll do my reverses. I always do my reverses no matter what. But the five, that's going to be my pop-out key and feature play in race number seven. All right, seventh but race. it's not really a great price, but the underneath is a great price. Well, uh, that's why we got to get the hookups going. So in the seventh race, the five, it'll be the solid uh, anchor for the hookups. The five is the, the key. Uh, the link-ups are one, two, six, and eight, and reverse. And uh, maybe in this case, we hope we're a little wrong, and you get the reverse and a nicer price on top. But the five is the key, over one, two, right. six, eight, and reverse in the seventh race at Aqueduct. And now the Veterans Day but- bonus play. And by the way, that, in my vernacular, would be what I call a frequency play. Here's a real pop-out key in race number eight. Number, If we get anything like five to one on King Cause, the Oop, two horse. I got a ding, ding, ding. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not surprised. The horse actually is just much faster than these. Came off a long layoff from, uh, from 2020, from August of 2020 to September 2021. Came back and ran an absolute ace race. Came back really sharp. And then... You know, had a DNF on the dirt about a month and a half later. We don't, we'll just throw that out. Back to the turf, great two post position. You know, one of those Ortiz boys is on him. It's just everything is right. And I doubt we'll get the five to one, but if we do, boy, are we killing it. Right. I'll take the two over the one, three, six, and seven. Do my reverses, but the two king cause is an absolute feature play and pop out key at anything like three to one or better. Uh, the two, King Cause, is the yeah. uh, feature play, right? Correct. Okay. I have I marked on my sheet and, and uh, off of your sheet this morning, I thought the seven was the feature play, but it is not, correct? Correct. It is not the feature Space play. Launch is not. So, no, well, Space Launch is a nice long shot. He's a star horse. I think he could run better than what he looks like. But he's got a long way to go to beat King Cause. King oh. Cause is a All right, horse. so give it to me again. The eighth race, the two is the key, and the link-ups are? One, three, six, and seven. All right. Now, uh, Jonathan Artoon came earlier with the eight-horse Regal Speaker, so I oh. automatically have a Sirocco play on this Veterans Day. So the Sirocco... I'm going to put him in parentheses and add him into my spread. You want me to? Yeah, sure. Okay. Jonathan's good. So here's the play on the show then. You have the two, King Cause, the two over one, three, six, seven, and eight. One, three, six, sure. seven, eight, and reverse. The two is your key. And uh, the Sirocco play for me is going to be uh, a two, eight, exact a box. And then I'm going to bet uh, two, eight over one, two, three, six, seven, eight in uh, trifectas for 50 cents and see if I can rattle that home. Hey, hey. I got to be surprised. I really thought uh, Jonathan would like King Quiz too. I'm surprised. He probably does a little bit. It is his second selection on his uh, sheet. Uh, see, not yeah. too far off. No, yeah, you guys are near. It's okay. Well, I'll get it done. Not a problem. And again, uh, Aqueduct available. The power pages at Station Casinos, and we'll start uh, cranking it up tomorrow. Of course, when uh, Del Mar starts again, etc. But I want to remind everybody out there, uh, really, uh, this Veterans Day. Please, please, when you see a veteran out there, I want you to go up and say thank you for your freedom and everything else and their sacrifices and their families' sacrifices. Don't forget about the wives and the children and all that that were at home while they were out fighting for us. So sure, it's a big scope out there, but let's just thank them all every day, but especially today on Veterans Day 2021. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day. Everybody.